We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 53 is going to be from Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. There is no authority except from God, even when we do not understand why he appointed them. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 5 read, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. Every soul living today is to be subject to the governing authorities. All authority is God's, and God has chose who he wants to be in authority. In the second part of verse 1, it says, For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. There is no authority except from God, even when we do not understand why he has appointed them. In verse 2, it tells us if we resist the authority of God, we're resisting the ordinance of God, and that is something that is very scary. In John chapter 14 and verse 15, the Bible says, if we love him, we will keep his commandments. And here, It says that if we resist authorities, then we're resisting the ordinance of God. And the ordinance is a command from God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Now, this does not mean that we are to obey them even when what they're teaching goes against God. We know that that is not the case because in Acts chapter 5, verses 22 through 32, we have this very thing. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely, and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the high priest, the captain of the temple, and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officials, I'm sorry, with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you to not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. 
and we are his witness to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And so we see here, when the apostles were commanded not to teach in the name of Jesus, they said, we ought to obey God rather than men, in verse 29 of Acts chapter 5. So when the government asks you to do something that is against God, you have the right to resist that, to go against the government and say, we are going to obey God rather than men. But in Romans chapter 13, verse 1, it says that there is no authority except from God, and the authorities exist are appointed by God. Even when they make bad decisions that we have to go against in order to be pleasing to God, they were still put there by God for a reason. We're going to read about the story of Korah in Numbers chapter 16, verses 1 through 40, because this fits Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 5 very well in how God places people in authority. And when we resist, we are resisting the ordinance of God, and we're going to bring judgment on ourselves, starting in Numbers chapter 16 and verse 1. Now, Korah, the sons of Issachar, the sons of Korah, the sons of Levi, with Dathim and Arabim, the sons of Elab, and on the son of Pelah, the sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? So when Moses heard it, he fell on his face. And he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near to him. That one whom he chose, he will cause to come near. Do this. Take censers, Korah, and all your company. Put fire in them and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the holy one. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Is it a small thing to you that God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to serve him? And that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you. And are you seeking the priesthood also? Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complain against him? And Moses sent to call Dathim and Arabim, the sons of Elab. But they said, We will not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, that you should keep acting like a prince over us? Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I hurt one of them. And Moses said to Korah, Tomorrow, you and all your company be present before the Lord, you and they, 
as well as Aaron. Let each take his censer and put incense in it, and each of you bring his censer before the Lord. Two hundred and fifty censers, both you and Aaron, each with his censer. So every man took his censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and stood at the door of the tabernacle of meeting with Moses and Aaron. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourself from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. Then they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? So the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get away from the tents of Korah and Danathim and Arabim. Then Moses spoke, and then Moses rose and went to Danathim and Arabim, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. So they got away from around the tents of Korah, Danathim, and Arabim. And Danathim and Arabim came out and stood at the door of their tents, with their wives, their sons, and their little children. And Moses said, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own will. If these men die naturally like all men, or if they are visited by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing, and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. Now it came to pass, as he finished speaking all these words, that the ground split apart under them, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the men with Korah, with all their, go- their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit. The earth closed over them, and they perished from among the assembly. Then all Israel who were around them fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up also. And a fire came out from the Lord and consumed the two hundred and fifty men who were offering incense. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, to pick up the censers out of the blaze, for they are holy, and scatter the fire some distance away. The censers of these men who sinned against their own souls, let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar, because they presented them before the Lord. Therefore they are holy, and they shall be assigned to the children of Israel. So Eliezer the priest took the bronze censers, which those who burned up and presented, and they were hammered out as a covering on the altar, to be a memorial to the children of Israel, that no outsider who is not a descendant of Aaron should come near to offer incense before the Lord, that he might not become like Korah and his companions, just as the Lord had said to him through Moses. This account found in Numbers chapter 16 verses 1 through 4, he is referred to as the rebellion of Korah. And Korah and several of the priests or the Levites had decided at this time that they were going to rebel against Moses and Aaron's leadership. 
God had chosen Moses and Aaron to lead the children of Israel, but Korah and his followers did not believe it. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 1, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Moses and Aaron had been appointed by God. There is no authority except from God, even when we don't understand why he appointed them. You see, Korah and his followers did not understand why Moses and Aaron were chose to lead. But God's ways are above our ways as heaven is above earth. And so God knew what was best, and he chose Moses and Aaron to lead. And Korah and his followers decided, no, we're going to rebel against this. And so Moses told them, look, we're going to choose. We're going to see who God has chosen by giving them what to do. And they did it. They all took their censers and put fire in it, and they offered it before God. And God opened up the earth and swallowed Korah and his rebellion up. And then he told the rest of Israel, this is why I did it. I'm going to take their censers and I'm going to have them hammered into a piece of metal and it's going to be placed as a covering for the altar so that everybody will remember what we did here with Korah and his followers. And so when God chooses someone to lead, it's not up to us to say, well, this is not the person that should be doing this job. But as we see in Acts chapter 5, when they ask us to do something that is against God, we have the right to stand up and say no. But we do not have a right to say, well, God, you don't have the right to pick who is our leaders. You don't have the right to set people over us because he does. He has the right to say, this is who I'm going to have as your leaders. And he has chose different leaders throughout time. If we jump over to Jude in the New Testament, though, we're going to see that the uh, incident of Korah's rebellion is recorded in the New Testament. Look at Jude chapter 1, verses 8 through 11. Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Notice they what they do. Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, And speak evil of dignitaries. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, notice the devil is recognized here as an authority. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. When the leaders of our world are not doing what they need to be doing, we don't need to be reviling them. We don't need to be speaking evil against them. What we need to be doing is saying, the Lord rebuke you, because he's the one that put them into authority in the first place, and he has the right to rebuke them. He has the right to either put them there or to remove them. In verse 10 of Jude, it says, but these speak evil of what they do not know and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts, In these things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the era of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. And so we need to be careful when we're speaking evil of dignitaries. We need to be careful when we're speaking evil of the authorities that God has placed in places of power. In verse 10 again, it says, But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, just like Korah and his followers spoke evil of things that they did not understand themselves. They didn't understand why God placed uh, Moses and Aaron in place of leadership, and they spoke evil of them. In verse 11, it says, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. They have grown greedily in the air of Balaam for profit and perished in the rebellion of Korah. So we need to remember there is no authority except from God, even when we do not understand why he has appointed them.
So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.